Do you love improv? Because I do. I'm Trent Dozier, host of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Join me live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network every second and fourth Wednesday, where I'm joined by a new guest each episode to talk about and do some improv. Can't catch it live? No worries. Each episode gets turned into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Podcast episodes are released the Wednesday following the live show. So watch live or listen later. But either way, if you love improv, make sure to check out I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, a part of the Trident Network. Yes, Esmeralda? Um, well, I was just wondering if Mr. Zavala talked to you about our dance team. He did. So are you going to do it? Are you going to coach us? Oh, well, I really think I should become more proficient in what I was actually hired to do before I take anything else on. Well, if you want, I can tell you how some of the really popular teachers around here do it. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd like that. Will you coach the dance team? <laughs> Is that the conditions under which you're going to give me your advice? Well, yeah. You help us. I help you. Why not make it so everybody wins? Si se puede, si se puede, si se puede, si se puede. Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today we're recording in the same room. Yay, we're together. First time ever. First time ever. To celebrate, one, us. Yes. Two, did we hit 3,000 downloads? Yes, we did. So we're celebrating 3,000 downloads. 3,000 downloads. Wow. People have listened to us 3000 times. Wow. Minus the times I've listened to us 3000 times. Right. And also minus the 3000 of my listens. So So we're at negative three. We're we're not doing too hot. Okay. (laughs) We're actually paying you to listen to us. Um, Look for your residuals. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be about a penny per person. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. Well, folks. Today, we're talking about Gotta Kick It Up. Oh, oh, si se puede. Si se puede. Now, okay, I wanted to ask this. Okay. I'll just ask it now. Did Barack Obama steal his catchphrase from <sighs> this movie? Maybe. Because. He saw America Ferreira and said, I am about to be America president. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Also, in the movie, they say that it means yes, I can. But when you Google translate it, like some of us did, <laughs> it says yes, we can. Uh-huh. So any Spanish speakers out there, Tell let us. us know your vocabulary. We don't know. Like rules of Spanish. We don't know. Your grammar. I took French. Me too. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Je ne sais pas beaucoup uh, française. Mm-hmm. Uh, je sais un peu. Mm-hmm. So Val just said she doesn't know a lot of French. She knows a little. Mm-hmm. Oui. I don't know how to speak it back, but I know <laughs> I know what most people are saying. <laughs> My mom's first language was French. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I felt duty bound to take French. Val just said duty. Duty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. Gotta Kick It Up came out July 26th, 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is, we're at the we're at the Gotta Kick It Up anniversary, just like we had to get a clues-free, because <laughs> we are recording this two days after the Gotta Kick It Up anniversary. 20 years of Gotta Kick It Up. That's true. Exactly 20 years ago, this movie came out. Yep. And also, I would like to point out again that this came out six years before Barack Obama ran for president. Okay. So- America president. They got to it first. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Gotta Kick It Up was directed and written by Ramon Menendez. Um, he doesn't have like a huge resume, but he also wrote and directed Stand and Deliver. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, it is another teacher goes into a underfunded school. Okay. Uh, it's um, Edward James Olmos is the teacher mm-hmm. and he is a math teacher in that one. Okay. So. 
Um, he, yeah, he gets the kids like into like mathletes or whatever. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. He wrote the teleplay, the story, which I guess this is based on a true story. I was curious because this is a spoiler city, but at the end they do a, the team ended up blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. So yes, it is based on a true story. Okay. Confirmed by IMDb. Cool. And uh, so I think that the other two writers that are credited are like the people who I guess wrote the story. Like, I don't know Mm. if they wrote a book or like what how how it happened but okay the other two writers were megan cole who this is her only credit okay and nancy de los santos reza okay who, her other notable credit is that she was a producer on the movie selena oh nice mm-hmm. yeah i've never actually seen it but i've seen clips mm. yeah it's great yeah. worth a watch um have have you seen have you seen have you seen <laughs> um anyway uh let's get to the cast it's a big cast so big as cast. fast as i can okay, okay. <clears throat> uh camille gauti gauti mm-hmm. uh played daisy salinas uh she has been on prison break ghosts of girlfriends past Family Guy, Scorpion, and The Rookie, among many other things. She's a character actor. Mm -hmm. Most of the people in this movie are prolific character actors. Yeah. Um, America Ferreira played Yolanda or Yoli Vargas. Uh, She's definitely best known for a few things. One is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. Which is definitely when I was introduced to her. But her first movie ever was Real Woman. Real Women Have Curves. Oh. Which I really like. I've I never seen that one either. A very long time ago, but it was a good one. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then she was in Ugly Betty yep. as the titular Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, she also, this is a fun fact, she's the voice of Astrid in How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I love How to Train Your Dragon. It's a good series. Great like underrated Mm -hmm. i need to rewatch that yeah it's great Mm -hmm. and there's like a million of them so she's literally astrid like in a ton all of them um is astrid the main girl yeah okay yeah and it's jay baruchel is the main guy yes okay yes it's great yeah highly recommend they're actually i heard that they're building a how to trade near dragon like land in universal <gasps> that would be so fun yeah I, that, would, that would make for some great rides yeah good food mm-hmm. like just a fun audience. i hope they sorry to any simpsons fans i hope they tear down the simpsons ride and put it right there <laughs> oh man that gave me so much motion sickness oh i can't do that's a thing it's called sim sickness <gasps> i have that me too okay like i can't go into any of those rides where like you're not actually going right. forward, like where it's just like a simulation. Don't like, ride Ratatouille. Okay, I won't. Yeah. Um, and also more recently, America Ferrera has been on The Good Wife. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Joanna Flores played Alyssa Cortez. Um, she stopped acting in 2013 and she was she did have a stint on The Young and the Restless, but that was basically her only like notable credit. Swilma Rodriguez. I hope that's how to say her name. Played Marisol. She hasn't really acted. Great. We love a one and done. Yeah. She was the one who, uh, for those who've seen the movie, struggled with her English. Great. That was her. Um, And Alyssa was the one whose parents were really involved. She was like the high achiever. Um, Sabrina Weiner or Weiner could be either. People have preferences. Um, Played Esmeralda Reyna. Um, and she, uh, Esmeralda was the one who had to take care of her brother all the time. Oh, okay. The one who like really loved dance, but like at the beginning was terrible at it. Yeah. Um, same. She, (laughs) um, this was actually her, her last acting credit. Oh yeah. So she had done a few things before, Okay. but this was her final, uh, thing. Hope she's doing well. Me too. Me too. Um, okay. Miguel Sandoval played principal Zavala. Now he, he's one of these people who is an epically prolific character actor. Yeah. He has been in like literally everything. These are just a few like samples of the things that he has been in. Howard the duck do the right thing. 
He's been in episodes of Law and Order, ER, West Wing. He was in a voice in Jackie Chan Adventures. He was in the movie Bottle Shock. He was on the show Medium, Entourage. And more recently, he was uh, a recurring character on Station 19, which Brenda Song was also a recurring character on. Wow. Um, And uh, he was also in Barry. (gasps) Okay, we know that one because we're comedy. Because comedy. Because comedy. (laughs) Heard of it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Eric Gavica. Gavica? Hmm. Um, played Chewy, the boyfriend, high school dropout slash spoiler alert, drop back in. Uh, now we've gotten to the place <gasps> where Al wants to take. I want to say this one. Okay. So Val, there is there is a teacher here who joins the school, who basically teaches dance to these. She's kids. a biology teacher. She's a biology teacher. <laughs> but she's the dance. Coach. And my third note said, huh, she sounds like Susan Egan. (laughs) And you sure as shit. (laughs) It's Susan Egan. (laughs) Susan fucking Egan. Susan fucking Egan. This one's explicit. (laughs) We're explicit. She, yes. And like, so first of all, say what you, what, who Susan Egan is. Susan Egan is the voice of Meg in Hercules, which if you do not remember, you imbecile <laughs> is my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> and if once you know that you can hear it. Oh, like, it's so obvious. That's why I was like, oh, this sounds like her. Right. But I don't know the times that I've seen her recently. She has dark hair. So I don't know what she looked like in early 2000s. Right. So and she might have been wearing a wig or yeah. definitely had dyed her hair at minimum. Um, but so the thing about this is that Susan Egan is a voice actor. She has not been in many very things. many things on camera. She was Megan Hercules. She uh, is a voice on Steven Universe. Okay. Um, and I mean, she's done other stuff too. She, yeah. But the only other like on camera stuff that's like notable, at uh-huh. least to us, was like she was in 13 going on 30. Okay. One thing I wanted to note about her is that she's absolutely doing her own dancing in this movie. Oh, she's awesome. She's a great dancer. She's an incredible dancer. I was shocked. <laughs> like it's it's interesting to me. Like, I don't know what her story is. Mm-hmm. Um clearly she is professionally trained in dance. Okay, I was correct. So there was a series of shows you could attend and it was like a Broadway princess party. Okay. And I thought that she was in it and she is. So she is still performing to this day at this like Princess Broadway, Princess the Concert (laughs) is what it was in January. And I think it's still touring. Wow, that's cool. Um, Okay, Gina Gallego played Mrs. Cortez, the mom of Alyssa. Okay. She's been in quite a bit. She was in uh, Bold and the Beautiful, Aaron Brockovich, Mr. Deeds, Days of Our Lives, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. So she's been in a lot. Cool. And then uh, her husband, the guy who played her husband is Jerry Del Sol. He's never, he's like been in nothing of note. (laughs) Yeah. He said, get that check. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, Valente Rodriguez played Mr. Reyna, who I believe was Esmeralda's dad. Okay. He's been in a lot of stuff too, including Aaron Brockovich. Amazing. What are the freaking odds? I watched that over Pan and I didn't like it. Oh, that's a shame. I like that movie. Yeah, I don't. Fair. Yeah. Um, he was also on the George Lopez show. He was in the, uh, he was in the movie McFarland USA. Mm, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. And he was, he is, or was on high school musical, the musical, the series. <gasps> mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So Esmeralda's mom was played by Anita Ortega. Yvonne Farrow played Linnell Elliott. She was like the recruiter from the fancy school. Yep. Um, she was on Alias, um, but she stopped acting in 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said, end of the world, end of my world. <laughs> it's funny to think, because like after this, she still acted for 10 years before she stopped acting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time is. About the essence. Is weird. 
Ahmad Stoner played uh, one of their f- classmates, Gomez. I only bring him up because he was a lost boy in Hook. Wow. And he was also in The Color of Friendship. <gasps> Heard of it? Mm-hmm. Watched it? Watched it. Um, and this was his last film as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then finally, James Dumont played Alex, who I think was the guy who came to like tell Miss Bartlett that there was a job for her at oh, this company. Oh, yeah, her like best friend or whatever. Yeah. The only reason I bring him up is because he's had like a pretty big resume. Okay. Um, some of the notables are Treme, Law and Order True Crime, and The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, wow. I hate that show. I've never seen it. It's a boy show. Oh, okay. All right, here's the synopsis. At a Southern California middle school with a largely Latin American student population, Yolanda and Daisy convince new biology teacher Miss Bartlett to become the coach of their dance team. After some early setbacks, the girls rebel against their Juilliard-trained coaches' discipline and old-fashioned ideas. But after the girls sneak off and perform in an intramural competition without their coach's knowledge, the two sides must find middle ground. I mean, yes and no. I mean, that does happen. But is that like the main synopsis? Like the mm, point of the movie? No, I feel like. And also it wasn't an intramural. I like, I don't know. There's a lot about that. That's it's like too much and also not accurate. Right. It. I mean, it is accurate. Some of it is. Yes. Like they definitely bristle at yeah. her. Uh, Al. Yeah. What were your first impressions? I'm going to give this one a six. Fair. I wanted to like it a little bit more. But I did like it. Okay. I remember it so distinctly in my mind of really loving it. And I don't know why I don't love it now. I think it was good. And the acting was good, I thought. Val disagrees. I thought it, I thought it was good. It just wasn't, like, great. Fair. Val, first impressions. Uh, thanks, Al. I liked it. Here's my hypothesis of why you've, you don't like it as much as you did. The the way that it's written and acted is very child, like very mm. young person focused. Mm-hmm. So like where some movies as an adult, you can also enjoy them because they're just sort of accessible to everybody or because they also include the adult's perspective. Yeah. This movie, I mean, it definitely has Miss Bartlett's perspective to some degree, but it's even the way that that is like handled and delivered feels kind of childish yeah like it's like kind of over dramatized and like I don't know the choices that she makes are kind of bizarre to me and I I'm almost positive I've never seen this movie before. oh okay so one thing I was thinking about is like I used to go to camp every summer mm-hmm. so if it came I would out have over been, the summer you wouldn't have seen it exactly yeah. I would have been at camp so I just didn't see this movie mm-hmm. so like seeing it for the first time as an adult I wanted to like it and I didn't dislike it I just yeah. I just think that like a lot of the reactions of every character were overdone and it was it felt like this is how a kid would direct a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my, I main... can see that it felt like a library version of like, bring it on or like bring it on mixed with like, uh, what's the movie with Hillary Swank freedom, freedom writers. writers. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like literally that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, not bad. Just not great. Yeah. Okay. Al, did you have any fun quotes or moments? Um, I really didn't write down too many. Um, just wanted to say, Stu shout out. What? Oh, yeah. Stu Krieger. His name on the credits. What? Mm -hmm. As what? A writer? No idea. But I wrote it because I saw it. (laughs) So this is a Stu shout out. I caught something Val did it. Maybe he produced it. I'll look in. Crazy. Um, As long as I've got the moves, I'll be the one picking the tunes. (laughs) That's Ryan. And then I said she sounds like Susan Egan. Knew it. Um. She said, I cannot dance sitting down. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a missing key and the principal's face goes. <laughs> it was so funny. That's my favorite moment. And then another favorite quote was, there are a hundred paths to working out if it's something you truly want. Wow. I liked that. I like that. Too. I was like, man, I'd tattoo that on my. My butt. Your rump. Rump. (laughs) No, Val, my butt. (laughs) Val! 
<laughs> what were some of your favorite quotes and moments? Oh, thanks, Al. Yeah, welcome. So one of the first things said is, you want to kick back after school, watch some tube? <laughs> Which, as we have said before, why does everyone keep saying tube? Wow. Disney Channel was really like, call it the tube. <laughs> we're going to make it a thing. <laughs> I mean, these are TV movies, so I yeah. guess maybe they were like, you know, let's encourage people to watch yeah, TV. Yeah, watch more TV. It's like one of those like s- subliminal messages. Yes, It's a yes. subliminal message yeah, where they're a- like, let's watch the tube. Um. Okay, so my favorite moment was when two girls did not audition for the dance team because they had to have white shoes. Yeah, they're like, I can't keep my shoes clean. <laughs> I'd be on that team. I'd be on the, oh, I'm on the dance team that has dirty shoes. <laughs> like, what? It was, it was like, I know they just had to come up with like reasons why these girls weren't going to stay in the room, but like, it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Someone said, got an internet job. <laughs> Which, like, maybe that's how they used to say it, but it made me giggle. Yeah. Um, I'm just a kid. I don't want to be all settled. That's how I feel now at 29. <laughs> I know, right? Or at 35. And Says the one who's married. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't know what I want to do with my life. Oh, okay. Then. Uh... Um, I don't want to wonder. I want to know. I want to know, can you show me? I have to stop before it hits 13 seconds. (laughs) Um, The reason why I like that quote is because it's talking about like, I don't want to wonder for the rest of my life whether or not like we would have won or we would have you know succeeded. I want to just do it and find out. And like as someone who can often be too afraid to try something, like I want to be more like that where it's like, I don't want to wonder. I want to know. Um, okay. Here's a good one. Dance first, faint later. Mm. <laughs> and then another deep one. <clears throat> There's a big difference between being the best and being your best. I didn't write that one down. Cause I knew you would. It's a good one. Thanks Susan Egan. <laughs> Again, like something that I struggle with, right? Like you naturally compare yourself to other people. Yeah. But really what you should be doing is just saying, how can I be my best? Like the best version of me. Yeah. You can't be anybody else. Um, okay. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we go to Spoiler City? No, I want to rip off my cheerleading uniform. Okay. Are we taking our time? <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, don't take your top off, Val. <laughs> Um, wow. I'm so happy to be sitting here completely clothed yet hypothetically naked with you, Val. (laughs) Me too. Welcome to Spoiler City. My notes this week are not very detailed, but I feel like this movie was very vague. It, I think it sort of speaks to what I was talking about before. Yeah. It's it's just very like child. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. It's a simple story. The same kind of thing happens like four times. Yeah. And like, look at my notes. I have like none. It was extremely predictable as well. Yeah. Like I was fun. Yeah. No, again, nothing against it. Yeah. It just, it was like, and all of these teacher movies, I mean, you know that they're going to like change the kids' lives and Mm -hmm. make them better versions of themselves. And they're going to change the teacher too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, you know. I, of course that was expected yeah and of course at some point they're gonna get like better uniforms or like better books or better okay, whatever val is literally just saying the whole movie <laughs> wow okay i'm done go okay. ahead okay we we welcome you to a movie with no narrator and i love it um, we get an intro to school where we're learning all about the school and the girls are dancing. They're having a good time. And then we see a new teacher and you can tell she's new cause she doesn't know where she's going. And then we can see that like Esmeralda is a little bit of a nerd and there's some other nerds and they love to dance. Everyone loves to dance. And then we see miss miss. I wrote miss Bennett, but it's miss Bartlett. So for one line, I'm going to call her miss Bennett, which is Susan Egan. So then um, at the beginning, they don't treat 
Susan Egan very kindly. Like when you get a new teacher, you have a substitute teacher or something like that. They're just kind of mean. And the principal of the school is, um, used to be in the military. So he's very military man and cuts out the shenanigans that go around in the school and comes into the classroom. And Daisy is like dancing in the classroom and he comes in and he's like, Hey, you, you get detention. Cause she was like dancing in the classroom. Then we find out that Miss Renee retired, which is the old dance team teacher. So they don't have a dance team this year because there is no teacher to do it. And then what happens next is that one of the girls is in the office and somehow looks at Susan Egan's resume. I think that uh, Esmeralda like volunteers in the office. Okay. So Esmeralda is like the nerdy one. She volunteers in the office and she sees, um, her resume and sees that Juilliard is on the resume and she's, and then they confront her and Susan Egan says, dancing is a part of my past. That's my best Susan Egan impression. <laughs> um, think of that with like wispy bangs though. Cause her bangs are like, Oh, so of that time. And then Daisy asks if she can join the dance team instead of going to to detention because she goes to the principal and is like, wouldn't it be better if I was part of like school instead of sitting in school and doing nothing? And so he was like, hmm, yeah, never thought of that that before, even though I've been in principal for like 50 years. Um, Then they have tryouts and they have certain rules like the shoes or you have to be on time or you can't be failing. And so all these girls leave and then halfway through basketball comes in and needs the gym. It's very weird, poor planning. And so he's like, no, you can have the gym. And she's like, you need the gym. There's literally baskets here. And they end up in the body shop doing their auditions and playing CDs out of the cars in the body shop. This is a very CD centric movie. Oh my God. They're obsessed with CDs. Now for Gen Z, a CD is a circle piece of technology, kind of a little plastic shiny thing Mm -hmm. where you used to put music on it. Didn't used to be on your plastic shiny box that you hold Mm -hmm. every day. And you'd have to burn the CD. Yeah. You'd light it on fire. (laughs) And if it got even the tiniest scratch, it would not play. You're fucked. <laughs> We're already explicit. You'd be fucked. Uh, then she's like, okay, these, you know, you're all made it because you can dance and everyone kind of has their own flavor of dance, I would say. And then she has them training on the track outside, like running laps. And so you can see that she's a little bit more of a stricter coach in the beginning. And then they kind of like fight with her on the track of like, why are you doing this? We're a dance team. And then they kind of like bicker with one another. And I said, Salinas and Teach are going to fight. And then they go to the first competition. We meet Alyssa's parents, um, which is like a weird intro of like, hi, this is so random. Meet my parents. They're right here. But then they come back later, which is why they're introduced, but still like weird. Yeah. I mean, it's like... I've introduced my parents to my teachers. I just thought it was a weird. Oh, no. I mean, me too. But I just thought it was a weird cutout of she like, we've never heard Alyssa talk. And then she's like, these are my parents. (laughs) It was just very like, okay, we're not meeting anyone else's parents. I think we meet one other person's parents. Yeah, we meet Esmeralda's parents. Yeah. Which is the guy from George Lopez. And High School Musical, the musical, the series. The third season comes out today. Wow. They go to camp. (gasps) Maybe you have to watch. No, but I think it's good. I think you should watch the the show. I think it's good. COVID kind of really fucked up their like writing. Like they really did them dirty in season two. But I do like the show. Okay. It has nothing to do. Well, have you seen High School Musical? Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yes, I have seen High School Musical. Mal hasn't seen like half of the ones after 2005. So I had to clarify. Exclusively seen High School Musical. (laughs) Have you seen High School Musical 2? Yes, I've seen each of the high school musicals once. Okay. Well, I've seen the first one more than once, but I've seen the other ones once. All right. (laughs) An aside. Then the other team was like wishing them good luck, which I thought was going to come off as rude, which definitely very felt very like. Yeah, it was like uh, it felt like they were taunting them at first, but I guess this is they actually were like being fine and nice. Then. Esmeralda is like sick and nervous and then the principal shows up and they are really bad. 
they're like really bad. And Daisy gets hit by a pom pom. And so she's just like pissed and she walks off and she quits the team. And she's like, they're so bad. And then Daisy comes back to grab her backpack on a Saturday with her boyfriend, who is obviously 16. And we are in middle school because, and we know he's 16 because he can drive. Right. But also, we should say that this middle school, which is a thing, has ninth grade in it. They are in ninth grade. Oh, okay. Thank so you. they're only one year apart from each other. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. me feel a little bit better. Who I was like, God, this 16 year old is going after this fucking 12 year old. <laughs> then she finds uh, when she's in the school grabbing her backpack, she finds Miss Bartlett in the gym on Saturday dancing. And um, Miss Bartlett is dancing very beautifully, very like musical theater, and then just like falls to the ground and starts to cry. Very funny. She was just like, <laughs> her dancing style felt very. Um, is it Save the Last Dance, the one with Julia Stiles? Yes. Yeah. Like it felt very similar to that. Yeah. Like final routine she does. Wow. And if you haven't seen that movie in a while, give it a watch. And then she asks, so Miss Bartlett asks Daisy to come back and she says no. But then the the teacher starts teaching dancing from like the the ground up of like, okay, let's just start basics. And Daisy shows up to that um, because she like came to her senses and Bartlett teaches more teaching. She does a montage of dancing and she refuses to send them to I. So there's like a series of breakthroughs that. Bartlett has this is like the first one where like she kind of realizes that by holding back from the girls that she can dance she was like not doing them a service so then she starts dancing with them yes and that's when they start getting good but then they want to go to this competition yes and she doesn't think they're ready right And so she won't send them to this competition because they are not ready. And um, one of the girls sneaks into the office with a fake note to play music on the speakers so that they can like play it outside at lunch. And they like take the key, which is when we get that funny face from earlier and like locks the PA system with the music on the speakers. And they are yelled at. And so she's like, no, you just went behind my back. Like we're now we're absolutely not going to this competition. But in the meantime, they found their old uniforms. And so they work together to, quote, look hot. Um, So they're like at it, like working together and sewing like the old uniforms to make them look a little bit nicer. And they decide that they're going to go to this competition without Miss Bartlett. But when they get there and they figure out a way there because of Daisy's boyfriend and his friends drive them there. So they didn't need like parents there or anything. And they they get there and they needed a coach signature. But Daisy goes, oh, she's in the bathroom. And so she gets Chewy, her boyfriend, to then use the CD. Once again, there's so much CD play here. It's like freaking CD porn. And then he's the one who presses play. They did the cheering that the other team did that we thought was mean at first. But they're like, G-O-O-D-L-U-C-K. Good luck. Good luck. Look, mm-hmm. that's kind of close. That I guess fun. maybe that's a thing at dance competition. Yeah, I, I feel like it's not. <laughs> I feel like everyone's like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> so they did that and then they're nervous, but they do really good. And after the performance, Daisy gets pulled aside by um, the like and dean Linnell. of Linnell, <clears throat> the dean of the performing arts high school. And um, she's like, hey, you're really good. Like, would love to chat with you. Here's my business card. And the girls are screaming and they're happy. And they got third place out of 26, which is crazy. Um, and then Alyssa's parents are mad when they get back to school and are going to tell because they're like, where were you? And then Daisy shows up at Miss Bartlett's home and they have like a heart to heart, which is weird. Cause how does she know where she lives? <laughs> and she's like, no one feels like you're, you believe in us. You want to say something? No, I was just, no, go ahead. Oh, you leaned close. Well, no, I was just going to say like, this is the next breakthrough. Yeah. This is like the, I would say the biggest one of no one feels like you believe in us. She goes into this huge monologue as to why she quit Juilliard because she only quit. She was only there for like two weeks and about all of her fears. Um, and she's, you know, you know, not the teams, like all of this jargon of like, I used to like, honestly, I would do this monologue for an audition. Yeah. It was a good monologue. It was basically like, it was interesting because it was sort of a statement about like people becoming their parents. 
So like she, the whole reason that she like held herself to a ridiculous standard and she quit Juilliard because she didn't feel like she could cut it because she was comparing herself to all the other kids. Which uh, we all do. Right. Is because her parents made her feel like she was never enough and she had to be perfect. And so she was then sort of by accident in trying to like protect the kids from that same fate. She was actually doing the exact same thing that her parents did to her. Crazy. Yeah. Um, This is where we get the si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Then we see the teacher, all of these people. I think it's so funny. I have like eight names for every single person in this movie. <laughs> so thank you for following along to every time I do this. Then she, Miss Bartlett sits down with Alyssa's parents and they're like, we really like you. We like that you came to your census. We're not going to tell the principal. We see a montage of them learning more dance. Then Miss Bartlett talks to Daisy because she found out that she got asked to go to the performing arts high school. And they talk about regionals and um, just like the future kind of there. Um, And then the boyfriend gets mad that Daisy is spending more time with the team and not enough with him. And he leaves, which I was like, girl, good. And then um, they can't go to regionals because they have no money to go to regionals because they didn't budget that they would have a dance team this year. Um, So they have no money and they need twelve hundred dollars. They have two weeks to raise money. So what did everyone assume they were going to do? A car Car wash. wash. And so they raise money. They also needed a new routine in two weeks to go to regionals. And then this is where we have Alex, Susan Egan's friend, uh, offer her like a new job in marketing. And he comes to her house and he's like, you'd be really good at this. And she's like, I don't know. And then we see that um, Yoli, which is America Ferreira, might not be able to perform because of her grades. She is an F in math. And one of the things was you can't be failing anything. Um, then the Miss Bartlett comes into the gym and they get mad because they found out about her interview with this marketing job saying, you're leaving us. Everyone always leaves us. Just go. Like, I can't believe you're leaving us. You're a terrible person. And she's like, can you let me talk? And they're like, no, you're terrible. And fuck you. She's like, okay, if you would let me talk, you'd realize that I like interviewed and turned down the job. And they were like, Okay. And I can, everyone's fine. Um, so she stayed and then Yoli, uh, or Yolanda, AKA America Ferreira will be able to dance with the team. Um, because Miss Bartlett talked to the principal, I believe about this, um, as extra credit, if she was able to, um, collect all of the money from the car wash and count it. And it's correct. Then she would get extra credit and she would get a D. So she'd be able to perform with the team. Um, then right when we think that we're not going to make enough money, the ex-boyfriend Chewy comes in clutch and he brings nine cars, which is $85. And then he donates 15. So they made it, um, with enough money. They go to regionals. They can't find their pom-poms. Daisy is struggling with like, oh, uh, main character energy is just too heavy for carrying the movie on her back. (laughs) And she talks to Miss Bartlett and then she's like, you got this. And she hesitates, literally hesitates at the beginning of the dance. And America Ferreira is like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing this. And she like pops her, pops her into it. They do well. And I watched it back twice to see if they like won or anything, but they, they didn't announce like, Oh, they got first place or third place. Like I missed, I watched it twice and I, I didn't see anything. Like I that. definitely thought they came in second. Did they? Yeah. I watched it twice and didn't see a trophy. Didn't hear an announcement. I think it's in that thing. at the So end. that I read. So I was, that's different. So let me, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> Hold on. So they did well. And then Chewy apologizes and says he's going back to, I wrote college. He's not old enough. Um, And he's going back to high school because he was inspired by Daisy. And then at the end, it says that they did well enough. They went to nationals, but I didn't see in there. I could have sworn it said said they came in second at regionals and then went to nationals. All I saw at the end that maybe I was just reading too fast and I skipped over it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the movie. Yay. Yay. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. I talked about it very monotone today, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a fun movie to have on in the background. You need to sit down and pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Or like, will you have as good of a time as watching Under Wraps or Zine on the sequel? No, no. But it's, you know, gals looking out for gals, mm-hmm. friendship, 
Al's looking out for Val's. Yeah, and Val's looking out for Al's. That's us. That's us. And you know, it's a nice it, like the fact that it's a true story is is nice. Which I didn't I didn't know until uh, Val mentioned it at the beginning. Yeah. So that was its only fun fact. Yeah, is that it's based I on know true my, story. No, my fun facts are that America Ferrera and Susan Egan are in this movie. Yeah, no, definitely fun fact that Meg from Hercules yeah. is makes an on screen appearance when she doesn't do on screen like ever. Anything. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, and really a good dancer, like legit. Yeah, yeah. Also, another thing I wanted to mention, just because I really appreciated it, and this was something that was like sort of a thing for America Ferrara when she was a kid, and now it's not really a thing anymore, is like, I really like that she was just like a normal-sized person. Yeah. <laughs> and also mm-hmm. that it was not a topic of conversation at all. No. Like, not one time was her weight brought up ever yeah. she was a very good dancer she was f- cool you know she was like, beautiful yeah she like, was beautiful she, and she very is, natural has, she is beautiful but like in yeah. this movie like she, you can tell like she's just so pretty it makes me so sad that in sister of the traveling pants sisterhood of the traveling pants she is the like the fat, fat friend. friend yeah because and it's like oh my god these pants fit her too yeah like that's the way that yeah, it's sort of she's so great yeah. And like, that's the thing, like a lot of the other movies, like real women have curves is obviously about bodies and weight. And like all of them have like positive messaging for the most part. But like it still sucks that like that was her narrative, because like now, you know, she's I, w- I would say she's still like normal size for Hollywood. But mm-hmm. like she's definitely not the size she was when she was a kid. And yeah. like as long as she's happy and healthy, like it's fine, like she can be whatever you know it's not my business like what you know what she does but with her body but like I just I I loved that she was just herself Mm -hmm. at that age and that it wasn't a thing right yeah it was great I also think that this movie passed the Bechdel test (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah if it weren't for Chewy it would have like scored a hundred percent yeah 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 and they weren't like trying to like ship miss bartlett like no, it was yeah. just it was completely focused on that. i was thinking that yeah. when alex showed up he was going to be a love interest i'm oh, glad that no. he was yeah no i'm glad and that's the other thing like it was kind of interesting like her character and i mean this must have been based on truth but like she was a business person who like got screwed in the dot-com boom which is a very real thing and yeah. then became a teacher and then she got offered this other like obviously very high-paying job and then she didn't take it uh-huh. and like it was cool to have like a man approach this youngish woman and be like, you're the one we want. Yeah. You have the experience we want. We want to pay you a lot of money to do this job because like, especially then, yeah, like, and even still now, like that doesn't happen for yeah. women the way that it does for men, like all the time where you're like sought out for a job like that. And something we didn't mention because I didn't find it important till this conversation right now was that she isn't a teacher. She went to go teach at the school to yeah. just have a job to get out of the world she was in. Right. So she doesn't have experience teaching biology. They were no. looking for a biology teacher. She right. applied and got it. Right. So her, this marketing job was actually more up her alley, which is right. why she didn't take it because she didn't want to be in that world anymore exactly exactly um yeah it was pretty cool and she became a good teacher because you know she paid attention and she like adapted to what the kids needed which you know that's what a teacher does adaption adaption um cool all right anything else before we head on over to bingo Um, no i think we're good all right uh, first up, one hit wonder. So I should have done this before, but I think there is a song in this movie that is. There's one that plays like a couple times. Yeah, I think there is one. But I think that at least one of these is definitely yeah. a one hit wonder. Great, we're gonna um not tell you what it is, and so it's a game of you have to go back and listen to the movie and figure out which one. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do it. We didn't do that. Um, next one is breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Okay. Okay. Holiday themed. Cheering. No. <laughs> Clunky metaphor. So I actually thought of one. Okay. So I think their uniforms are oh, a metaphor. Hands down. Because it's like a big topic of conversation. The are whole their time. uniforms. Yeah. So when they first start, they get these like old, 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 old 
uniform. Well, first of all, they don't have uniforms at all at right. the beginning. Mm-hmm. They have to wear their gym clothes, which they're not happy about. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, which it, it's it's a metaphor for like their sort of team cohesion and right. ability. Right. So then they get their old uniforms and they're crappy, but then they like zhuzh them up. Yeah, they as zhuzh. a team. And it was cool, too, because um, one of the girls, I can't remember which one, it might have been Alyssa, her mom was very clearly a seamstress, right? So she brought, like, all of her stuff and her sewing machine. And so it was kind of also symbolic of, like, when we work together as a team. And each of them bringing their own thing, like mm. their own like background, their own family stuff. So like later when they're coming up with their final routine, each one of them brings like a little bit of like their family's favorite like dance Latin, style, Latin American dance style. Right. And like I thought that was kind of a cool like symbol of that was yeah. like this girl using her mom's like stuff that she does. Um, so that was that was neat. And then obviously at the end, after fundraising, part of what they get when they fundraise is they get brand new uniforms and they're like all professional yeah. and look great. They look just like the Toro's uniforms yeah. in Bring It On. And that's the ones that you remember if you've seen this movie, like that's what you think of when right. you think of Gotta Kick It Up. Right. But like for 90 percent of the movie, they are not wearing those uniforms. Correct. Um, and they build up to it. And so, yeah, I definitely I think, think I that agree. works. Good Thanks. job, Val. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> We haven't had one in a while. No, we haven't. So. Those metaphors ain't been clunky. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, parents who just don't get it. No. No. We don't see too many parents. The parents that we do well, see are just like protective. I think that they were right to be like, you shouldn't go without a chaperone. You're 13. It'd be different if they were just like, we don't want you to dance ever. Totally. I think you're right about Alyssa's parents, but the I just what just occurred to me is Esmeralda's parents are constantly trying to like get her to do housework, take care of her mm. brother, like do all of this stuff because like they're working and they don't have time yeah. to do it. We can mark it. And it made me think of like something I've seen a lot on like TikToks and stuff where people are talking about like generational differences and stuff like that and how like especially in like immigrant households mm-hmm. or like households with a lot of kids that happened a lot, like where the yeah. kids were sort of like forced to do like parent work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they like almost tried to make her quit just because like she needed to be home to babysit her brother. Right. And like, I understand they probably were like, well, we need to go to work. Mm-hmm. So like, I get it, but I also am kind of like, yeah, but their daughter has a future that she should be able to pursue and you yeah. know, do what she cares. about. Yeah. So. No, we'll take it. Okay. A uh, cool non-parent adult. Yeah. Susan yep. Egan. Susan Egan. Someone too famous for a TV movie. I don't think so. Not at this point. No. Because well, like Susan, no one would know who Susan Egan is. In 2001, did they know who she was though? I don't know. Or 2002. When did Hercules come out? Like 97. I just don't like, it, it, you know. I, I don't know when her peak was you know and also she's not an on-camera person so like i wouldn't have like seen her and been like oh my god yeah you know yeah no we cannot mark it okay competition to resolve a central problem ding 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 i love when we mark this one because we never get to regionals regionals a montage sequence if we could yep. x this square one million times mm-hmm. a lot of montages cliche villains no yeah no themselves <laughs> yeah i think because it's like a true story there's right. not really a villain yeah clothes or items that you owned oh al's got one they had softy shorts on i wrote the same <laughs> thing i had those i literally had those red sophies until yeah. like last week oh, i'm not kidding i threw slide them in our dms are they softy shirts or sophie shorts <laughs> i think it depends on where you lived yeah. Even though I we were in two different parts of the suburbs. Yeah. I don't know. I always heard Sophie. Um, I also had a Jansport backpack. So did I. Yeah. They were carrying Jansport backpacks. Um, there was one of the, oh, at one point towards the end, America Ferrara pl- wears um, short, jean short overalls. Oh, yeah. Those and were cute. I definitely had those. I think I used to have a pair in college. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60%. Since we're together, I'm going to say what we do here. <laughs> for three thousand downloads uh val's gonna guess if she's correct within five on either side she gets a point if we, if the uh if the movie 
lands between 40 to 60, we will mark the square. Okay. Val. I am going to guess 42. Incorrect. 56. Oh. Well, we get the square. Yeah, I was going to say about what I thought. I feel like if right, right in the middle, you know? Yeah, I almost went higher, but then I was like, like yeah. this one doesn't get as much like attention. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure. No, I'm I'm happy it's higher than what I guessed. Yes. Happily ever after. I'd say yep. so. They went to nationals. Yeah, they went and to nationals. we saw it on the screen for about point zero four seconds. <laughs> Which is why I didn't see that they came in second. <laughs> Almost kissing. Yes. Yeah. Huh. They legit like they held hands instead of kissed. Yeah. And they were like, this is a middle school movie. You are not touching. It was so awkward. It was, it was so awkward. It was like he literally like she wanted so badly to kiss him and he like took her hand off of his neck. Yeah, it was so I weird. Was like, and oh held her God. hands. I feel so uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Like I feel like it would have been less uncomfortable if they just kissed. Right. Yes. Ugh. Someone who became famous. America, America. America. That's it. It's America Ferrera. That's right. Great. Betraying of one's real friends or values. I feel like kind of everyone does in a weird way tertiarily in this movie. Locking the school door and putting on the PA system, yeah. going without the the yeah. teacher. Like, I do feel like they go against their values, especially when we see their parents. They do. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Your childhood crush. Not in this one, Val. <laughs> no. I probably, if I'd been more aware of this movie when I was more aware of myself, uh, I probably would have had a crush on Daisy. Yeah, she's cute. She's very cute. I think I she's love- pregnant now. Oh. Oh, nice. Good for her. I love a dimple. Mm. Big dimple gal. Okay. Um, so I th- all those dimple people out there. If you're trying to <laughs> hit on Val, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I probably would have, but I did not at the time. Mainly because I did not see this movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously bad special effects or stunts. I didn't see anything. I didn't see any because I think that the dance moves that we saw were them mm-hmm. and they were like good enough. Like they weren't super hard where. Yeah. And I think that that might be also, I forgot to mention this earlier. So like we said, a lot of them didn't act a lot and mm-hmm. didn't act a lot past this movie. If at all, I think that's because they picked dancers. Oh, first. maybe that would make sense. Just like, it, uh, like when they did surfing. Yes. Movie? Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Rip girls. Yeah. Rip yeah. Girls. yeah. They, like, they picked like, surfers first who could act. Right. Versus like actors who could surf. Exactly. It, with the exception of the leads, which could do both. Great. Yeah. So uh, Disney Channel stars per our winning vote on our. Thank you for everyone uh, who voted. Yes. We had a good turnout. Um, None. No. 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 Not at all. Musical number. I think we can count it. Oh, <laughs> I am stunned to silence. Here's why. Here's why. Because they were dancing. Well, not only that, but like it was a focal point of the movie that they choreographed those moves in particular to yeah. reflect them and their culture. Yeah. So I thought that was like it's it's significant enough and reflective enough of them that it, it counts. Yeah, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Magic. Nope. N- just just. The hearts of the middle schoolers. Right. Love magic. She is a science teacher, but even when they show her class, she's, she's never not doing, doing science. science. Cause she's like, I don't know if value or computer's gonna die. Oh crap. Well, okay. Well, we're almost done. Okay. Um, someone <laughs> says the title of the movie. <laughs> so someone said kick it up. They don't say gotta kick it up. They though. don't say gotta so kick it up. So I don't think up. we count it. No. Great. Scooby Dude. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. They like to figure out the problem themselves. Yeah. The heroes create the problem. Nope. Nope. Um, Val, last one. Lead is a fish out of water. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Susan Egan. 
She's not a science teacher. She's so white. <laughs> She's so white. Um, all right. Well, everyone, we got one bingo this week. <gasps> yeah. Gotta kick up that bingo. Gotta kick up that middle line. We've got clothes or items you owned. Rotten Tomatoes 40 to 60. Happily, happily ever after. Almost kissing and someone who became famous. Well, we don't get that one too often. No. No, because we don't get like I feel like we don't get almost kissing and rotten tomatoes at the same time. Right. Yeah. Good job. Well, I've created a game. And since we're in person, Val and I are going to play a game where I had my coworker, Alex, shout out to my coworker, Alex, Hi, Alex. write down the answers for us. So I don't even know. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. okay. We're going to get play together. All right. So this is the game of um, inspired by Susan Egan's Meg from Hercules. This might be hard for Val, but I don't care. We're playing it anyway. Oh, We're playing match the princess voice to the actress. Wait, do I have to know the actress's name off the top of my head? Nope. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> so um, I have a list for Val. Okay. And we are both going to match the princess. Also, there's two. There's uh, a special person in here who I just wanted to include. Um match the princess to the actor. So it's kind of like there's a column of one side and column of the other side, and you have to draw the line to connect the people. We also have an answer key. Great. So um, I don't think it's timed. I think it's we'll go until we're done. Okay. Um, But here is your. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll do mine over here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly why Val's laughing. (laughs) All right. Okay. So we we won't say whether we're like good or yet yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So because I I can't I'm not looking at Val's paper. I can't really see it. So I Val has mine. I have Val's. We're grading each other's papers. Mm -hmm. The game is there is a list of Disney princesses or uh, characters on the left side and you have to match it with their person on the right side. Val, you're missing one. I am. This one. Oh, whoops. You just draw a line to whoever's left. I'll cut that out in the post. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, Ariel. The mm-hmm. correct answer is Jody Benson. Okay. Then we have Jasmine. The correct answer is Linda Larkin. Uh, the voice of Aurora was Mary Costa. The voice of Tiana is Anika Noni Rose. Uh, the voice of Rapunzel is Mandy Moore. The voice of Belle is Paige O'Hara. The voice of Merida is Kelly McDonald. The voice of Mulan is Ming-Na Wen. The voice of Cinderella is Eileen Woods. The voice of Snow White is Adriana Casalotti. The voice of Pocahontas is Irene Bedard. The voice of Moana is Alai Caraballo. Um, the voice of Elsa is Adela Dazim, which is why we laughed at the beginning. My coworker Alex wrote Adela Dazim. Oh, I I gave you the that's correct. The voice of Anna is Kristen Bell. The voice of Isma is Eartha Kitt. And the voice of Mirabelle is Stephanie Beatriz. All right, Val, you got 10. So did you. Oh, my God. You both got 10. (laughs) Different 10. Different 10. (laughs) All right, let's see. Basically, I knew all the newer ones. Me too with a couple old ones. Yeah, I did not use my critical thinking skills when it came to Merida and did not put the McDonald in there. Well, I mean, it could have also been O'Hara or... Yeah, there's a couple. But like I knew I know who Kelly McDonald is. So that was the only reason Mm. why I got that one right. Mm -hmm. Because I like I I could listen to her talk all day long forever. Yeah. I love a Scottish accent. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Yeah. And then uh, this is a fun fact. Uh, Ming-Na Wen, who voiced Mulan, has been a major character in uh, like as a Disney princess in star wars and in marvel that's amazing she's got the trifecta is that the is that the actress that everyone was mad she was in star wars no 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 no. that was um rose or her character's name is rose um 
Oh, shh. I was going to say that would be very sad for her. No, I no, hated no, no. that that happened. No, Ming-Na Wen is like pretty respected, okay. I think, because she's such a badass. Yeah. Like she's like 50. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's like my age and she like can do her own stunts. Like wow. she is a badass. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, good job with us. We tied. We somehow equally know Disney princesses, even Different though ones. Al should have definitely. I oh, I should have done so much better. I would have expected Al to have absolutely destroyed me in this. Yeah, game. no, I, I after like thinking about it when I was like, I'm going to create this game. And then I was like, <laughs> um, great. Thanks for playing, Val. Thank you for coming up with such a great game. And thank you for uh, our friend over at the office. Who, thank you, coworker Alex, who wrote. Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. Uh, Val, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming over. In your home. She gave me cauliflower pizza. She gave me Jerusalem salad mm-hmm. and friendship. That's right. I always give Those friendship. are the three things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for 3,000 downloads. We wouldn't be here yes. together without you. I, we'll probably make some sort of announcement when we hit 4,000, but we'll probably do something big when we hit 5, 10, yeah. 1 million. Um. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. We're not saying subscribe this time. We're just saying follow us on Instagram. Tell someone to follow us on Instagram. Follow, follow. Follow, follow. Follow for follow. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.